When United fans want United, they come to 1017 The Team. Every play of every game is heard right here with Adam Deal and Andy Hageman. Saturday night, New Mexico United goes cross-country to Hartford, Connecticut for an East-West Showdown in USL Championship, and it's on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. New Mexico United, Hartford Athletics, Saturday at 6 o'clock with pregame coverage at 5 on your flagship home for United Soccer, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's now time for our weekly conversation with New Mexico United owner and CEO, Peter Trevisani. Let's get caught up with anything and everything United. Here's Peter, Joe, and Sam. That is right. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, Peter Trevisani, President and CEO of New Mexico United, joining us as he does every Monday around this time. So, uh, Pete, let's uh, talk about it. Saturday night, um, competitive game, uh, nil-nil, and basically the 80th minute, and uh, the uh, the clean sheet, um, you know, goes away there in the last uh, 10, 12 minutes of the game, Pete. Yeah, hey, well, happy Monday, everybody, uh, and, it, you know, probably smile a little bit more if, uh that score had been reversed, but yeah, it was, um, you know, wasn't probably our cleanest game, but I, I think, you know, give Orange County credit. They, they played really, uh, really solid football and, um, and, you know, we seemed like we were, you know, had the advantage in the second half, but they got the, they got the mistake that led to the goal and you got to give them credit. And, uh, we both started that game in the same exact spot in the standing. And at the end of the night, they're in fifth place and we're in ninth. So it just shows you how tight it is and how much every game matters right now. Great analogy, Pete. Yeah. Um, United traveling to, uh, Orange County SC Irvine California in front of a sold out crowd there 5500 there that night uh Pete and yeah it's one of those things where you're always wanting the three points but you know like we see teams come in here and come out really happy when they're able to get one in a draw and it looked like it was headed for that and it, you know I, the other thing about soccer is the opportunities you get uh, are not like multiple it's not like basketball where you can miss your first 10 shots and know you have plenty of time and and that's what we saw the previous week the precision uh on those opportunities and uh new mexico united outshot orange county sc 9-3 in the second half so uh they had some opportunity just not able to like get that to connect pete i guess there's nothing else you can say huh yeah just you don't get a uh bonus point for a shot you know and (laughs) and, yeah we I, i always tell people especially that don't watch a lot of soccer and I, and I like look in the NBA you might have momentum for six seven minutes of the game and go on a 20-0 run and uh in soccer you could have momentum you know for nine yeah for 86 minutes and it's still zero zero or you're down one nothing because of a fruit goal so you know like I think we saw that back with that Detroit game a few weeks ago in the first half where we had just a gazillion shots that were all, you know, just near miss after near miss, and we finally got one late to win it, but uh, it's a brutal game that way, and that's why every goal counts, and what makes it so exciting, you know, every moment where you think you have a chance and you can feel like you've got an advantage on the field is a moment of tension, and we had a, a few of them, but not enough of them. All right, well, as uh, Sam mentioned, Pete, uh, on to Hartford, the other end of the country, and 
I'm like I had to double check my math. I'm I'm seeing six uh, games in the month of August. So uh, like everything is right there in front of you, Pete. Absolutely, and most of those uh, from here on in are at home uh, after Hartford. So uh, we've got uh, tons of games in August. Lots of games left in the schedule. Uh, there's. There's nobody that's out of reach, up or down, and 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 you know we're going to be playing some really big matches. You know, Hartford is a team that struggled, but they're at home and they score a lot of goals. They're like a wild team. I, I mean, they lost five to two to San Antonio, and it uh, and they were two two in the first half. So they'll 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 open it up and go forward, and you you need to shut them down and score when you have a chance and. Then we got San Antonio at home, who is like Sacramento, yeah, a top, top, top team. So it's all it's all happening in the next couple of weeks. So in a lot of these games, that you know, you guys are going to be faced with some adversity, Pete. You know, some Wednesday games and stuff, and and a lot of that is um, revolves around you know uh, sharing uh, the stadium. And I know you're great partners with the Isotopes, but I wanted to ask you. You know, there was an editorial in Sunday's paper, and the headline uh, said Albuquerque could be on the cusp of something big if city leaders can persuade the public this time. But uh, what I really liked was the last uh, paragraph uh, where they it goes on to say um, Albuquerque could be on the cusp of something uh, big, really big, ten to 12,000-seat stadium that could be used not only for professional soccer but also for concerts, youth sports, and other events that could draw New, Mexico from every, New Mexicans from every corner of the state. It could be the shot in the arm uh, the city needs as it struggles with crime, homelessness, poor education and slow economic and population growth if the city can fill in the remaining blanks and be transparent about all the associated costs maybe it really can break ground and be transformative soccer stadium uh this winter so uh this was just an editorial uh on uh, sunday from the journal uh your thoughts on this um i i, I see a lot of positivity in what it was said yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, you know, one of the things that sometimes we get so laser focused on, especially a problem that everything has to go into fighting, you know, crime or everything has to go into the education or everything has to go into homelessness. And the fact is, is that one of the ways that you combat uh, some of these negative attributes is by providing, you know, uh, positivity, by providing avenues of hope and avenues of uh, and assets that people collect, you know, care about community assets that we that we care about collectively, uh, and you know, United is is just one. There are, we have we have other you know examples of it, but United is one of those things. And having a facility that gives us pride, that keeps more people here, keeps our young helps keep young people here, or get them back. It can only be good. Um, it really is almost. Uh, it's completely skewed to the right, as as we'd say back in the the math days, where you know all all the good is really outweighed by just you know only a few pieces of downside. And I and I think this time around, given that there's no there's you know we're going to lead it privately, we've talked about that. Um, and so you know what we need to do is just as that article said, have transparency. I think it's really important that that. Uh, there's a lot of constituents. I think the city needs to be transparent and, and, you know, in terms of their role, we'll be transparent in terms of our role and, and let's see what we can piece together. Uh, is it going to be 10 or 12,000 seats? I'm not, I don't know. Um, 
you know, we will have to see where the budget comes out. We'll have to see how everything comes together. I know we're going to make a big private commitment and we're going to do the best we can with what we have and, and, uh, and whatever, you know, wherever we start, we'll just keep building from there. Yeah, and, you know, just since we threw out the ten to 12000 um, one of the things that's important to you is the affordability of these tickets, Pete. Uh, and, yeah. um, you know, by having it um, that size or whatever um, is going to make it uh, much more affordable than if it was, uh, say, a, a 6500 or 7000-seat venue. Right, Pete? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the chicken and egg here because... Um Obviously, a 5,000-seat stadium costs a lot less than a 10,000-seat stadium. And, and by the way, the, the support really merits a 10,000-seat stadium. I think we can all see that, and we have enough data points to, to understand that. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, the cost of a 10,000-seat stadium in this day and age, it's skyrocketed, even since the original proposal back in kind of the 2020 uh, period. So... We're going to have to analyze it all, and what I what I would worry about is that if we were at a five thousand seat stadium, you know, how do we have a thousand seats under twenty dollars so that everyone can afford to come to the game, and it gets more challenging? Um, so these are good problems to have. These are good things that we can work out and be use our creative mind. You know, we can solve you know, a problem solving mind and and work together. And so the first thing for us is. Let's get a lease on some land. Let's make sure we're doing it in a way that Balloon Fiesta Park and Balloon Fiesta, the event, which is such a big part of our culture, you know, feel really excited about and feel that it's accretive and, uh, and that all the constituents feel like this is the right thing to do. And then, and then we can, you know, get into the funner stuff of, you know, mapping it out and planning the size and the events and all those other things. And we just got to hit it one at a time and eventually it will come. We're talking to New Mexico United President and CEO Peter Cervasani here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017, the team. So from from the league side of things, Pete, what have some of the conversations been like over the years and then maybe even a little bit more recently as more has come up about the possibility of Balloon Fiesta Park or you, as you guys are really looking into a site? Because when you guys first started 2018, 2019, it really was a, a new time of growth for the league where there was a lot more emphasis on getting teams into soccer-specific stadiums, and certainly there's been some work along the way, but just what has that been like with, with the league back and forth as you guys are trying to work that out? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the league, uh, you know, as a general rule, does not want teams to be in baseball stadiums and uh, isn't uh, has said no to some teams um, because they are in baseball stadiums. They don't have a pathway out, and you know, we were able to get through that hurdle um, by saying we needed to get started, see what uh, – my big thing to them is how do I know what kind of stadium to build? I don't know if we're going to have 2,000 or 20,000. So, right. so we need some data. We need to understand the activation in the market, which which we have, and it's been great. Um, and so, you know, so I think the league's been helpful where they can, but, um, you know, they're uh, – but, you know, and they've been, I think, mostly just patient with us. So we'd love to be able to do something uh, that makes the league proud. More importantly, makes every New Mexican proud because it is going to be, you know, an asset that uh, a, a big part of our community is going to come to and people are going to return to uh, to New Mexico to visit that park. So, you know, we want to show them what we can build when we put our mind to something. 
has this time given you guys uh, since uh, since uh, late November twenty one? Is this given you guys more time to even uh, reassess or, or think about or add some of the elements that you want to have in this facility? Because from the very beginning, you've been clear about this being a multi use facility. You know, re- really leaning into what the Somos Unidos Foundation pushes about art, sport, unity, community, and having different areas for for art and other areas of pop culture. Is that still something that you guys are trying to put all together with all of this, Pete? Yeah, 100%. You know, I've always thought it's closed at all. They should just be open every day so people can enjoy them. You know, walk in and, you know, sit in the stands, have a cup of coffee. And, uh, you know, I think that was, you know, at Balloon, at that, you know, if that was a more of a centrally located facility, that would absolutely be part of it. But I think even at Balloon Fiesta Park, while, you know, we may not have a lot of foot traffic Tuesday morning out there, there's something going on there every weekend, and during the the uh, summer months and uh, in spring when they're when the balloons aren't flying, yeah, you know, there's there's soccer practices out there and there's events, and so we need this to be uh, a facility that can encourage even more activations uh, into that park. You know, there's thirteen thousand parking spots, four hundred acres of land. The you other know, stadium is six acres, so it's tiny compared to that overall footprint, and I think this could help be a real catalyst for, you know, week, you know, for festivals over the weekend. Uh, just really just things that are already there, like, you yeah. know, beer and, you know, bacon festivals, you know, uh, music. We want to, we want to host all the high school championship games and soccer. I love to host other sports like lacrosse or football or, you know, other sports that would translate well into that facility. So it doesn't have to be 10,000 people every time. It might be. 500 or a thousand but i want the kids to feel what if you know to get that feeling of playing in a pro park dressing in a pro locker room and and feeling like champions when they're when they're out there in high school because that might be you know as far as their sporting career goes we want them to know what that feels like and take that with them yet to the rest of their life well pete it's it's good that the discussion is out there and it seems like it's been accelerated as of late and we're going to continue to talk about it and we appreciate you uh giving us uh, the lowdown on on things um, week to week when you're on with us. Um, hey, uh, you know, great if we can bounce back on Saturday night at uh, Hartford Athletic, Pete. Um, get uh, Like you said, that example you said about um, how Orange County jumped to fifth and we are sitting in ninth, it just shows how tight things are. So hopefully you can come back Saturday uh, with three points there, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. I just got off the phone with uh... – you know, Coach Quill and Eric, you know, we, we had a long talk about about what these three points mean. This is a big it's a big moment for the players, too. You know, I think Sacramento was uh, in the Owls night was a great night. Uh, we didn't quite bounce back the way we wanted to in Orange County. Now we need to come out with a professional, you know, for, uh, you know appearance. We're traveling across the country, and it's not an easy place to get to. And, uh, you know, it won't be the easiest environment to play in, but our guys have to show up and really uh, make a commitment uh, to getting three points there, either the easy way or the hard way. But whatever it is, we've got to come out of there with three points to stay relevant in the table, and, and then we'll have a huge one at San Antonio uh, and so much to play for on, on that Saturday night.